A clear case can be made from science that the universe was conceived by an intelligent designer. But who is that designer? We'll discuss it with Ray Bolin of Probe Ministries. And how can the next president in Congress improve your financial situation? Also, we'll talk about the nation's need for revival. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Crystal College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. The reason why they did do something quickly was to show the market that, yes, they are not asleep at the wheel. They are paying attention, and they are willing to do whatever is needed to make sure that uh, an orderly business flow is maintained. That is Sam Stovall, investment analyst for Standard & Poor's Equity Research Services. He's saying that uh, the fact that today the Federal Reserve lowered the discount rate half a point was designed to show uh, the markets that the Fed is being very vigilant uh, and they are well aware of the volatility in the stock market that we've been talking about on the program this week. This has calmed matters down, as we've seen in uh, what happened in the Dow today. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I am Penna Dexter. I'm sitting in for Dr. Johnson today, sort of a last-minute decision. And uh, we're so glad to have you with us on a Friday. Uh, Independent Money Manor, Manager Todd Prashen says that he is actually very pleased with the Fed's action. It's a good idea. There's a lot of uncertainty out there that's created a lot of volatility, and um I think the markets reflect it. I'm glad that the Fed is injecting money, and uh, I think that can only help. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Larry Kudlow said that this, uh, what happened this week on Wall Street was a temporary power outage in an otherwise bright economy, and that our economy looks pretty good. Uh, and I kind of want to know what you think about it, because, you know, the economists can speak about these things, and the folks in government and the Congress and in the White House can talk about it. But really what matters is where things hit you in the pocketbook. So we're going to ask you the question here in the first segment. What kinds of policies would benefit you, your personal pocketbook? Would you like to see higher taxes? Would you like to see lower taxes? How about a flat tax? Who should pay more? Who should pay less? Uh, we're going to discuss that on the program and take your calls right away. This first segment, 800-881-9270. We're also going to talk about ways to employ the science of intelligent design to point people to the designer the God of the universe, and to his son, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about all of that with Dr. Ray Bolin from Probe Ministries. He'll join us later in the program. Also, we're going to talk about a revival taking place just north of the Metroplex, 
We're wondering if folks up there who are listening to the program feel a little bit neglected. We had a revival uh, here in Dallas, the tent revival around Easter. Well, there's going to be a revival up in Pilot Point, Texas. Anybody around that area is invited. Dr. Johnson will be involved in it and others from the Criswell College. We're going to talk about that later in the program. I hope that you will stick with us for all of that uh, here on Jerry Johnson Love. I also want to to mention that I have an article today at Baptist Press, bpnews.net. It talks about the mommy wars. And since we're talking about the economy, I think this is appropriate because uh, recently, in fact, we talked about this on the program, there was a study that showed that uh, most women in the country would prefer part-time work to staying at home full-time or to having a full-time job. And uh, so I just uh, did a little column having to do with the mommy wars. Is it really a war between uh, mothers who stay at home and mothers who work? And uh, is this sort of a duh moment knowing that people do need to work, but they don't want to work full-time because they want to focus on their kids? A little bit of common sense there. So if you'd like to uh, read that, you can go to bpnews.net. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, billionaire investor Warren Buffett hosted a fundraiser for one of the presidential candidates, actually Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama. Here's Warren Buffett introducing Obama. He's going to be outstanding uh, ideas that bring to a new administration. So I'm just going to let him tell you about it. Thanks. Of course, uh, Warren Buffett is a a major, major, major uh, rich guy in this country, one of the richest. And he told CNBC what he thought were the most important issues to be addressed by Washington right now. Probably the most important issue, but nothing that I have any special insights on, is is the war in Iraq. I mean, that's going to be probably the dominant issue uh, in the campaign. But uh, I don't have... I don't have any. I don't have the intelligence uh, from, as to what's going on or anything to make a decision on that. I do think that our tax system can use a major overhaul. Uh, I think that in a country where prosperity just showers on the super rich, I mean the abundance in this country with uh, the kind of people that are our customers at NetJets you know, is, is fabulous. Yeah. We got forty-five thousand dollars of GDP per capita, but a lot of people in this country are not doing well and. And a lot of times it's not of their, not because of them. It's just because they, they've fallen further and further behind while uh, the members of the Forbes 400 has galloped upward. I mean, it used to take 180 million 20 years ago to get the Forbes 400. It takes a billion now. But the rest of the population has not made the same kind of progress. So he's complaining about a divide in this country between the rich and the poor. And uh, you'll hear later in the next cut, which I want you to kind of sit tight and listen closely to because I want to get your reaction to it. But, you know, he's talking about certain policies, tax policies that he advocates and that he feels Barack Obama would be advocating with regard to taxes. And that's why we want to know what you think. Do you think that we ought to begin taxing the rich? And would that improve our economy? You know, what's happened in this last eight years is President Bush has uh, and the Congress have put forward some tax cuts. They've really been across the board. They've benefited everybody, rich, poor, middle class. And our economy has boomed. And a lot of it is a result of those tax cuts. The revenues into the federal treasuries have increased and uh, businesses boomed, industries boomed. And uh, we are doing very well in this economy. Now, whether or not this is affecting you, that is the case. But we want to know what you think. Do you think we ought to raise taxes on the rich? 
Should we raise taxes on everyone and have more services, maybe a national health care, socialized medicine system, free health care for everyone? you got to pay for it somewhere, and the way that uh, would pay for it, the way that we would pay for it, would be through higher taxes. So when you hear these candidates promising federal benefits, health care, and other things, you know that that is going to be through higher taxes. Now, Warren Buffett, uh, in this uh, introduction of Barack Obama, talking about his own comparison of the people in his office at Berkshire Hathaway, and he found the lowest-paid workers often pay a higher percentage in taxes, including payroll taxes, than he does. The lowest person in the office pays a higher tax rate than I do. And uh, I paid 17.7% last year, counting payroll taxes. They ranged from 20 and a fraction percent to three of them that were in the 40s, and the average was twice mine. So the United States government, in its great wisdom, has said, I'm like the spotted owl or the condor. I should be protected at all. You know, we're worried about this guy. So we give him this preferential tax rate, and we tax all these other people who are working just as hard as I am at rates that range to over double my own rate. And I think I think that's a little crazy. And I should add, I don't have any tax advisor. I don't have any tax shelters. My only tax planners are 535 people who are in Congress and a bunch of lobbyists who I'm not paying, but somebody else is to give me kind of breaks. And nobody's lobbying for those other people in my office. You may wonder how Warren Buffett gets by paying 17% taxes when most of us pay a lot more than that. And I'll explain that in a moment. But first, I want you to call in. Are you paying more than your share of taxes? Do you think we ought to raise taxes on the rich, lower taxes on the rich, raise taxes on everybody, lower taxes on everybody? have a flat tax, maybe a national sales tax. Any thoughts on that? 800-881-9270. The reason uh, Warren Buffett pays such a low tax rate is most of his income has to do with investments. I think he only takes a $100,000 salary, uh, but he has a lot with his billions. He's got lots of investments, and the capital gains rate is low right now. It's 15%. Now, that's a good thing because that has stimulated this economy. The Democrats are talking about raising the capital gains tax rate, uh, but he's complaining about it. And, you know, in a sense, he's sounding very altruistic by doing that, by saying that those that work for him are paying more than their fair share. But it's not always bad to reward those who are making the engines of the economy work. It's a good thing because it filters down. And I think that's what certain folks don't understand when they say uh, tax the rich. Um, If we tax the rich, the more we tax the rich, the less they invest in the economy, the fewer jobs are created, and we reverse some of the good things that we've seen in the last eight years. What are your thoughts on this issue? What do you think we should do? Ought we to raise or lower taxes? How are you doing? How's the economy affecting you? Let's go to Jean and Azel. Jean, thanks for calling. Thank you very much for taking my call. My comment just simply is I don't think it's right to um, overly tax the rich uh, or overly tax the poor. I think tax taxation across the board um, would be great. Um, you know, just the Lowering way- taxes across the board? Yes. Yeah. I mean, percentage-wise, across the board. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when we have to have them, I think that there are other ways uh, that uh, we can deal with our issues, you know, uh, instead of always only, you know, increasing taxes. You know, there, for example, in our country, we have 
tons of opportunities for home-based businesses and for people to increase their income, um, you know, with some initiative and incentive and and not, you know, for not very much money. And so um, uh, I just, you know, I think that raising, select, making any kind of selective taxation is, it really goes against what our country stands for. So that's my only comment. Thanks, Jean. I'll hang up and listen to your great program. I think your comment about home-based uh, businesses is very important, especially in light of the article that I mentioned that I wrote about the mommy wars, because what's benefiting women who need to earn more income but also want to you know, stay at home and pay attention to their children and not put them uh, in the care of someone else is this whole idea that you can telecommute uh, in some cases with some jobs or starting your own business from home. It's a great way to be able to bring in income and help the family uh, pocketbook and also uh, be paying attention to the needs and uh, wants and desires of your own children. And uh, if government, to the degree that government can encourage that, I think it's good. Let's go to James and Carrollton. James, thanks for calling. Yeah, hi. Uh, uh, my comment is about... Uh uh, the tax rate in general. I know that when uh, the Bush tax cut uh, actually kicked in, uh, I saw a pay increase. Now, we in America have payroll withholding, which means that uh, uh, when the taxes go down, our pay goes up. And so if the Democrats have their way, and if they roll back the Bush tax cuts, which they're all saying they want to do, that would cut the pay of every American who works a job and earns a paycheck. The exactly. other thing it will impact is the churches, because people who pay tithes pay tithes on income that comes in. They don't pay tithes on some phantom amount. So when you cut people's uh, pay, it uh, inevitably is going to cut the amount of, uh, uh, of funding that uh, is going to be available to churches and ministries and so forth. Every single church and ministry out there will tell you, gosh, they've got you know, big plans where they could do this and that and the other to reach the city if they only had the money to pay for things and so forth. Uh, you know, so we as a church have an obligation to oppose any candidate that's going to cut the pay of Christian people, which will cut funding to the church. We have a biblical obligation to oppose things that defund the Lord's work. Better for money to go uh, to the church than to the government in many cases. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, if you're holding, we'll continue to take a couple calls on this issue in the next segment. Also, though, uh, we are going to talk about this subject of intelligent design. And, uh, you know, if we have science that's actually proving that there is a designer, what is that science? It seems like uh, the courts are saying we can't teach intelligent design in the classroom, but we're getting more and more proof of it. We'll talk with uh, Ray Bolin after this. Generations of ministry leaders have one common point, a ministry education from the Criswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Criswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow this same distinguished path. An education from Chriswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's Word, the Bible. The Word and Worldview focus of Chriswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See chriswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. 
Criswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. Classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Two years ago, a Time cover story asked the question, does God have a place in the classroom? Of course, since then, there have been many scientific proofs, more for intelligent design, but there have been some defeats in the courtroom. It's really a battle. Uh, We're going to talk about the case for a designer with our next guest. Uh, As the science moves forward, uh, Ray Bolin of Probe Ministries is in the thick of this. Uh, Dr. Bolin is president of Probe Ministries. He's also got a master's degree in population genetics, a Ph.D. in molecular biology. He's written various books and journal articles. And Dr. Bolin, thank you for joining me. Good to be here, Penna. Listen, you've got uh, this DVD series from Probe. I've seen the first one, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. But tell us why you're doing this. Well, we call it Redeeming Darwin, and the immediate question that pops in the mind for people is, why in the world do you think he can redeem Darwin? <laughs> well, what this is... It's yeah, he's our, dead. Well, yeah, he's dead, but, you know, Darwinism is still around. And, in and, uh, fact, uh, Darwinists and evolutionists are gathering up steam for 2009, which will be the uh, 200th anniversary of his birth and the 150th anniversary of Origin of Species. So there's going to be so they'll be of, celebrating, won't they? Oh, they will. They will, and we're we're trying to get ready for that in a certain kind of in a certain sort of way. What we're about is is this. The Redeeming Darwin is a, a small group DVD based curriculum provides a facilitator guide so anybody can lead a small group through it. You don't have to be scientifically trained or anything like that. But it's about the intelligent design movement. And so the DVD that you've seen, the first one, uh, called Discovering the Designer, uh, comes from Probe Ministries, and we uh, investigate what all the fuss is about, what are the problems with evolution, what exactly is intelligent design, and then how is this being received uh, in the culture. And then the second DVD, which is produced by Evantel, our partners in the curriculum, shows and demonstrates for you how to take a discussion about intelligent design to share the gospel. And that's how we redeem Darwin. Take the controversy, take the problems it's caused and the negative impact, and use it as an opportunity to share Christ. Okay, well, Dr. Bolin, uh, so really the people that were asking the question, how can you redeem Darwin, uh, they'd only seen the first part or heard about the first part, which is discovering the designer. And that's what I want to ask you about first, because um, as we've uh, seen this movement blossom of intelligent design, there's been an effort among the scientists and even those who are strong believers like yourself to say, okay, we're not, you know, we may even want to leave the Bible out at times and just talk about the science itself that shows that there had to be an intelligent designer orchestrating all this. This couldn't have just been by chance, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and in our uh, DVD, we document some of that evidence. As my wife likes to say, uh, we try to put the cookies on a lower shelf. Uh, we're, where we're a not, lot of us can get a hold of them. This is aimed at the layperson and no scientific training necessary. We try to explain things as we go along. And so trying to give people some basic understanding about intelligent design. I have found that people are really confused about it. 
not quite sure what it actually is, why is it different from creationism, why do they not want to talk specifically about who the designer is. Uh, therefore, many Christians are not even sure this is something they should support. And we address those questions and issues and, and just try to basically inform what it is, why they choose this strategy, and what do we hope it will accomplish. Well, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier the Time Magazine article a couple of years ago about the evolution wars, and they have been wars and battles. And, you know, we've watched the science, and you guys at Probe and other groups have uh, made us aware of that. There was this debate that took place at SMU uh, last spring. So we've watched the science march forward, and yet I don't think we're winning in uh, the education debate in the classroom, are we? Well... It kind of depends on, <laughs> I hate to do this, but it depends on how you define winning. Uh, in one sense, the publicity that the movement is gaining, the fact that people in, in education, people in science are paying attention, uh, they're getting upset. As, as Gandhi once said, that, you know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Well, they're fighting, and they're fighting hard. And in fact, there's a movie coming out in February. Uh, called Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed. It's going to be in the theaters. It's a documentary starring Ben Stein, hmm. who will be researching and investigating several instances of intelligent design um, theorists who have been persecuted, who have had their positions uh, closed down on them, who have been denied tenure, and really looking at it closely and seeing how the academic community is not playing fair. And they're really upset. They're, I think they're a little worried. And so, in a sense, the fact that we've really got their attention uh, shows that we're, we're making great strides. Well, you know, sometimes I get impatient. I think, uh, Ray, you've learned to be more patient with these things. And we so appreciate the work of probe ministries in the culture, uh, not only in these scientific areas, but in really all areas. And I think before we move on, could you just explain to our listeners who don't know what probe does, what you do, and how people can access your resources? Sure. Probe Ministries has been around since 1973, and we're essentially a uh, worldview and apologetic educational ministry in that we do have a radio program that airs around the country. We do conferences and lectures. Uh, we're all constantly doing research into the culture itself and devising means in which we can respond back. How do we answer the challenges and the issues of today from within a Christian worldview? And our resources can be found at uh, probe.org, uh, fairly simple, P-R-O-B-E.org. And there's a nice big icon of Redeeming Darwin there if you want to find more about it. Well, you know, I've got to say and really echo the recommendation of going to probe.org. Really, any subject that you have questions about, you could find there, and you could find a great essay or more on it. But uh, with regard to these uh, these great productions, uh, Redeeming Darwin, um, Discovering the Designer, and Declaring the Designer, let's, before we move on to Declaring the Designer, Ray, tell us, just give us a couple of the top arguments for intelligent design that you uh, present in discovering the designer? Well, one of the things we spend a little bit of time talking about is some of the evidences for, I guess, what you could call astronomical design, uh, how it is that the Earth seems to be uniquely uh, suited for life. Probably, and many scientists are beginning to agree, that it might just be the only planet in the universe that could truly be suitable for intelligent life. And a lot of it just simply has to do with our distance from the sun. If we're a little bit closer, everything would be, all the water would be boiled away. If we're a little bit farther away, 
all the water would freeze. Uh, our, the spin of the rotation of the Earth seems to be just right. The size of our moon, the speed at which it rotates around, balancing the tilt of our axis and providing for tides, which mixes the ocean's waters, which keeps the temperature fairly even and mixes the nutrients in the oceans. Uh, the moon providing, for instance, also for total solar eclipses. Total solar eclipses occur nowhere else in our solar system but here on Earth. Mm -hmm. Our moon is one four hundredth the size of the sun, but the sun is 400 times further away. So when the moon passes directly in front of the sun, it completely hides it. But what we see surrounding it is the atmosphere, or what's called the corona. And only by analyzing the corona were we able to figure out what it is that's burning in the sun. So not only is the moon necessary to allow life to exist, but the moon on our Earth actually allows us to pursue scientific discovery that's available no place else in our solar system. And you begin adding up these features, and even things, you know, planets like Jupiter and Saturn are necessary for life on Earth. Uh, they stabilize our orbit. They act as vacuum cleaners for the comets and asteroids that would cause catastrophic impacts on our planet. And there's, there's literally hundreds of these kinds of parameters that allow, allows life to exist here on the Earth. And um, hmm. you it's, know, just, you it's just awesome to listen to. And I know this is just the tip of the iceberg of the science that really supports this whole idea, this really facts of intelligent design. Ray, I want to open up the phones for people because I know sure. they have questions for you. The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. One thing I do know from watching the first DVD is that you don't really get much into the argument of how old the Earth is in these DVDs, do you? Yes, we, we don't. Yeah, we stay away from that. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, number one, Probe Ministries as, as a whole does not take a position on the age question. And what we're trying to do is present the discussion in a way that even if you're talking to someone who accepts evolution, accepts the old ages, there's still plenty of evidence that can be presented to them to help them see that there is a designer. And to go even further with that, something that we've done that uh, I think is fairly unique is that we have Dr. John Morris appearing on our film as a, as a, as a, as a guest, uh, makes a couple of appearances from the Institute of Creation Research, a very young age, young universe uh, ministry. We also have Dr. Fuzz Rana from Reasons to Believe, from Hugh Ross's ministry, which is a very old older, earth yeah. and universe ministry. And they're appearing in the, same, in, the, in the same DVD. Now, they weren't in the studio at the same time, that might have presented some difficulties, but they knew what we were doing, they knew what we were about, and they both agreed to appear, and we're just thrilled that we have them both there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking your calls for Dr. Bull, and he's going to stay with us for another segment. The number is 800-881-9270. We've been talking about these DVDs, the Redeeming Darwin series put out by Probe Ministries, and uh, we'll talk about more about uh, how you can get them after the break, although I will give you the website, which is www.probe.org. And, you know, uh, the words intelligent design are not specific as to who this designer is. But as we've said, and Dr. Ray Bolin uh, certainly making this point, the Christians can take the science and they can use it to point people to the Creator. We're going to continue this discussion with Dr. Bolin and with you at 800-881-9270. Stay with us.
You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is Dr. Ray Bolin. He is president of Probe Ministries. We're talking about intelligent design and the great work uh, of Probe Ministries in bringing forward this Redeeming Darwin series of DVDs. And Dr. Bolin, we've really established the fact that the uh, intelligent design movement is science. It's not religion, as uh, the opponents would like to say that. But can we take someone who is convinced that there is a designer and then lead them to Christ? I mean, in a sense, it seems like we've been trying to move people away from Mm -hmm. defining this as religious, but there's also a way to lead people to Christ through science, isn't there? There certainly is, Penn, and what I have found in my travels and where I speak, even if it's on a university campus, and all I do is present the scientific evidence for design, for intelligent cause, somebody is always going to ask, uh, well, who do you think the designer is? Now, I take a moment there to say, well, the scientific evidence itself doesn't tell me who the designer is, and that's what I've been presenting to you. But if you allow me to answer your question and just bring in my own theological, philosophical underpinnings, the evidence is completely consistent with the God of the Bible. And that's what the second DVD helps people to do, not only sharing with them what are the basic principles to always keep in mind when sharing your faith and presenting the gospel, but then also through some vignettes and through helpful hints about how to take this intelligent design discussion and then use it as a chance to share Christ with someone. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call, uh, 800-881-9270. We'll also take uh, email questions, talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Uh, Dr. Boland, give us, uh, just kind of tweak our appetites here and give us an example from the DVD because I'm very interested in knowing how to take this and move it into sharing the gospel. Well, you know, we, we, like I said, they use some, some vignettes and just some, uh, you know, uh, play acting, if you if mm-hmm. will, some scenarios in which uh, different people are just discussing intelligent design and, and the one individual is kind of you know, not necessarily belligerent but kind of unbelieving to sh- share with them. A some sort ideas. of a skeptic type? Yeah, just a mild, you know, interested skeptic, somebody who's curious but not really hostile or anything like that. And frankly, that's where, most pe- that's where you'll find most people is just a little bit curious a little bit unsure, share with them a little bit of evidence, and they'll ask them in the film. They just ask, well, who, who is the designer? And uh, that's where you begin to say, well, I think the evidence is consistent with the God of the Bible, and, and the God has given us, you know, through the Bible, many indications of who he is. It talks about his creative abilities and how he can discern who he is, and there's a track along that comes with the, the series of Who is God from Evantel and, and how you might know him and how you might find him. And so it just kind of walks you through some of those things step by step. I think this would be a good material, set of materials for folks meeting in small groups, Sunday school classes, Bible studies, things like that. That's really who we've geared it to, Penna. And so for small home group uh, studies, you know, 8, 10, 12 people, uh, or a Sunday school class of a larger group, 20, 30, 50 people can still use this curriculum and this DVD uh, series, and uh, it, it essentially takes five sessions, four for discovering the designer, and a fifth one for declaring the designer. So if you're meeting every week, you can cover it in just a little over a month, and if you're meeting every other week, just a little over two months. I've got some booklets in front of me that uh, w- there's a facilitator's guide and also a reference guide, and yeah. it would be good for folks in these groups to have them. How can they get them? 
Well, again, they can just go to the probe.org page and find the Redeeming Darwin icon and click on that, or they can go directly to redeemingdarwin.org or .com, and they'll find all the information they need about how to order it. And there are different packages of things, the basic uh, leader's kit, which contains both DVDs, both reference the reference guide and the facilitator guide, and uh, the tra- package of 50 tracks goes for $60. Ladies and gentlemen, you're also allowed to uh, ask Ray Boland questions that might disagree or challenge intelligent design. You're allowed to do that, uh, 800-881-9270. I have a question here from Christopher, uh, emailed to us, wanting to know, Dr. Boland, um, I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but why do Christian colleges such as Baylor suppress research into ID? He's assuming that's the case, so you might want to address that, and also why do they do it? Well, some of the almost most of our universities were 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 founded on very Christian principles. Not many of them hold to that today. Some place like Baylor, um, uh, also you know, university like Trinity, I mean, uh, uh, TCU or SMU, mm-hmm. uh, founded on Christian principles, may still have uh, seminaries or uh, theological colleges there. But by and large, the university has become a, a secular university, and most of the faculty, although may be Christians, uh, don't necessarily teach a Christian worldview in, in their coursework or even in their research. And so, you know, in order to try to maintain their standing and reputation among the other secular universities that they are dealing with all the time, they often will, I think, overreact to such things like intelligent design, trying to convince their colleagues and the other universities, no, this doesn't have a place in our university. And sometimes you can actually find a more hostile reception at places like Baylor than you would, say, um, at the University of Texas. They're a little oversensitive right now, and uh, perhaps probe ministries and some of this kind of uh, material uh, filtering into the academic community will help remedy that situation. Let's go to uh, the phones. Charles is in Marietta, Oklahoma. Hi, Charles. Thanks for calling. You're on with Ray Bolin. I have a, a thought about this thing with evolution. Uh, seems to never come into play. And this is this thing where we have such a multi of different insects, uh, birds, uh, animals. Uh, and the suggestion for evolution was that those things all came along on their own time. And it seems to me like, uh, of course, that doesn't make sense at all, but why isn't there something being said about that, uh, the, the illogical conclusion that there could have been evolution when all of these different things came along as they did? Dr. Bolin? Well, Charles, that's a very good question, and we actually do address it uh, in our Redeeming Darwin series. We talk about uh, the Cambrian explosion of life, which evolutionists will date at about 540 million years ago. And there, almost all of the known animal phyla, the large groups of animals, suddenly appear within a very short period of time, very little evidence of who their ancestors were, how they, quote, evolved from one to the other. It's just a very sudden appearance of many different kinds of animal life forms, all within a very, very short period of time. And that is a very real challenge to a Darwinian perspective, which would have said these very, very different types would have required hundreds of millions of years, really, to develop. And we find them appearing suddenly, all at once. And so, the, the diversity of organisms that we see certainly is an issue with Darwinism, and they, they do struggle trying to find ways to explain how that could have come about naturally. 
Dr. Ray Bolin, I wish we could continue to uh, ask you questions. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. We're going to have to uh, have you come back to answer some of our callers' questions as they're calling in. Uh, But uh, give us one more time the website and how people can get your Redeeming Darwin materials. Well, they can go to uh, 3ws.probe.org, and there's a Redeeming Darwin icon there to click on. It will take you directly to the site where you can investigate the materials and and order online, or you can go directly to redeemingdarwin.com, and you'll find all the information you need. Thank you, Ray, for joining us today. Have a great weekend. Okay, Penna, thanks so much. Dr. Ray Boland, president of Probe Ministries, uh, we're so grateful for their work. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to forget to mention that tomorrow is the special on KCBI, actually all of the stations in the Criswell Radio Network, on The Secret. Let's hear about it. A year ago, my life had collapsed around me. I'd worked myself into exhaustion. My father died suddenly, and my relationships were in turmoil. Little did I know at the time, out of my greatest despair was to come the greatest gift. I'd been given a glimpse of a great secret. And Rhonda Byrne, the author of The Secret, basically said she discovered in an obscure 100-year-old book the actual answer to all of life's yearnings. It promises to fulfill every need I have, which of course is the opposite of what the Bible teaches. Millions and millions of people worldwide have turned to this. I think the most effective way to poison someone is to mix some toxin in with some really good food. You know, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And our thoughts are incredibly powerful. But the idea that these thoughts become things and create a reality apart and without reference to God, I think that's very dangerous. According to her secret, if you are worried about things like bills or debt, the universe will hear that. The universe can't tell that it's a negative, and so the universe will send you more bills, more debt. However, once you understand have been initiated into her secret, you'll realize that by changing the way you think, you can think new car, you can think a new home, a uh, exotic vacation. It's about self, it's about happiness, it's about possessions, it's about power, it's about sex, it's about looks and appealing uh, personality and popularity. And you know, the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that a man's life is, does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And by the last section of the book, you learn the big secret that you actually are God. The Secret Exposed, a Christian News Weekly investigative report. This Saturday, right here on CRN. This expose on The Secret airs tomorrow. CRN, KCBI, and all the other stations in the Criswell Radio Network, 1230. Uh, 12.30 Central Time. Also on Family Net at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning and on Sirius Channel 161. Well, ladies and gentlemen, next up, Revival's Afoot in the North. 
We'll talk about it right after this. Generations of ministry leaders have one common point, a ministry education from the Criswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Criswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow this same distinguished path. An education from Criswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's Word, the Bible. The Word and Worldview focus of Criswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See Criswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. Criswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. Classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at Criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's Penna Dexter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, and uh, I'm just so glad to sit down in this final segment of the program with someone who is very important to Jerry Johnson Live. Uh, he is one of our producers, Andrew Abair. Andrew is also a student here at the Criswell College, and uh, he's also the pastor of Fairhaven Baptist Church in Pilot Point, Texas. Andrew's got something very special uh, coming up soon. Andrew, I want you to tell us, first of all, before we talk about the actual event, we're calling it a revival. And we all know revival's a good thing. But what exactly is revival? Well, Penna, it's great to be with you. And I think a lot of people misunderstand what revival is. They have only had experience with kind of emotionalistic sort of uh, meetings that, you know, you get excited for a couple of days and then it just goes away. But, you know, a revival... Uh, the word was used actually in England a couple of hundred years ago uh, to refer to a new presentation of an old play or an old opera or an old ballet. And uh, many times in our Christian life, I mean, if you've been uh, a believer for very long, you understand that sometimes Jesus and the gospel and church just become so familiar that sometimes it, it loses it, its excitement. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's influencing your life, and it just seems like old hat. And so revival is really coming back to that place where you are excited about God, where your affections are just set completely on Jesus. And so that's what revival is, and we all need it. I mean, uh, you know, usually when you're a believer, for the first couple of years, you're really excited. But once you've really been in the Christian life for a while, sometimes it can get old, and we just need to come back to the place where we say we love Jesus more than anything. And uh, we want our heart to be matched with his, and we want to be under his will. Andrew, you know, when I think about uh, reviving my heart, and in the years that I've been a Christian, it's uh, through the Word of God and right. something that God says to us uh, that touches us in our own life. And sometimes you can, you know, just be reading your Bible and get very excited about something. But there is also something very biblical and also very exciting about preachers who really know how to handle the Word of God, getting before people and helping them, you know, in, in this process of revival, isn't there? Right. Revivals always come um, when there are a few things present. First of all is prayer. You know, when you pray for personal conviction and, and there's uh, no unconfessed sin in your life, but it's always come through the preaching of the Word of God and the Gospel. God's Word will transform people's lives. It'll really change their lives. And, you know, Second Chronicles um, talks about how God will 
heal our land if we pray and seek his face. And a lot of times we just focus on the praying part and we forget the seeking his face and and just closely related to seeking his face is studying his word. All right, Andrew, you are the pastor of this church in Pilot Point, Fairhaven Baptist Church. And, you know, I, I keep hearing the stories about what's happening there, and it's very exciting. And I think one of the exciting things is this event that you're putting together coming up soon. And, you know, I said earlier in the program in teasing this that, you know, does the North feel left <laughs> out? Because a lot goes on here in Dallas. Uh, there are revivals and different things that take place, and also in Fort Worth and in the Metroplex. Uh, the Metroplex, though, is moving out, right? and it's moving north. And it it's moving up into areas like Pilot Point. The population is going up there, and the word of God is going up there too, isn't it? Well, and we'll be ready for uh, the growth. And we've, you know, if we've got listeners in McKinney and Frisco mm-hmm. and Denton and Aubrey and Pilot Point and Prosper, and and our church is located in Pilot Point. It's Fairhaven Baptist Church, and we are having revival meetings next weekend, August twenty fourth, twenty fifth. And 26. That'll be a Friday night, a Saturday night, a Sunday morning, and a Sunday night. All the services start at 7 p.m., except for Sunday morning, which will be 10.30 a.m., and we are really uh, just going to be hosting some of the greatest preachers, I think, ever uh, to preach the Word of God, and they're all Criswell professors, actually, uh, many of uh, which our listeners would be familiar with. For instance, Dr. Barry Creamer, Mm -hmm. um, who teaches humanities and theology and preaching here at the college. He's hosted the show so many times. He's very popular. He's a, one of the best preachers I've ever heard, and he'll be with us Friday night. And then Everett Berry, who uh, comes on the uh, program very uh, fairly often for our theology days, he'll preach. Then we'll have Daniel Street, who is a New Testament and Greek scholar and theologian, and he'll pre- preach Sunday morning. And then actually Dr. Jerry Johnson, who hosts this program, he's out today, but he will be uh, with us Sunday night, and uh, they will be bringing the word, and we'll have great music that's provided by Criswell students. It's going to be a great event, and I just want to invite our listeners to attend um, for these three nights just to come and say, you know, we're going to take the Friday night off. Instead of going to a movie, we're going to come and worship God and learn from his word and be challenged and convicted and encouraged and um do you can find out more information about it by uh, either calling 214-886-0554 or visiting our website which is fairhavenbaptist.blogspot.com I'll give you that one more time you can call and find out more information by calling 214-886-0554 or visiting our website fairhavenbaptist.blogspot.org and what we want to come back to is just uh, what was written about in the book of Haggai if you'll remember in Haggai um, the Israelites were commanded to rebuild God's temple and uh, what happened was they neglected their God-given duty and uh, in Haggai the prophet Haggai uh, had a word from the Lord and it says thus says the Lord in chapter 1 This people says the time has not come, even the time for the house of the Lord to be rebuilt. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, It is time for you yourselves to dwell in your, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies desolate? And what was happening was these people were building beautiful homes and uh, really paying attention to their comfortable life. And that sounds like America, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly sounds like uh, what we see uh, around the Metroplex. It really does. Beautiful, beautiful homes, yes. the house of the Lord was lying desolate. And Haggai the prophet uh, urges uh, and challenges the Israelites to consider your ways. 
go up to the mountain, gather wood, rebuild the temple of God. And, and although we're not Israelites, we have so often neglected what God has called us to do. And we get busy with the job and with the mm-hmm. family and with the friends and the movies and the money. And we uh, neglect God and his will and his word. And we just want to come back at Fairhaven Baptist. We'll be doing it uh, this next weekend. And I want to invite all of our listeners to come and join us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in our listening area, you don't have to live up there near Pilot Point. You can live in Oklahoma. You can be one of our listeners uh, that actually listens on uh, uh, KSYE and uh, drive down to, uh, to Pilot Point. It's what about how far north of uh, downtown? It's is? about an hour north of downtown. So look, if you have a you know Friday night, you get off work at six. Service starts at seven. You can make it up. Come mm-hmm. in a little late. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And uh, but especially you know just an hour from downtown Dallas. But if you live in McKinney, it's just 30 minutes away. If you live in Denton, it's just 15. Uh, Frisco, it's about 25. So it's it's really close. Just go to our website, fairhavenbaptist.blogspot.com. You can find the address, map quest it, and uh, join us uh, for this great event. Listen, I cannot think of uh, a set of better folks to listen to teaching the Word of God. So I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen, that you make every effort to come, if not every night, uh, at least a couple of the nights or at least one night for this. Uh, again, it's August 24th, 25th, and 26th, 7 p.m. each 7 night, right, Andrew? Night, yes. Andrew A. Bear has been with me. He's the pastor of the church up there. I think you have a few connections to be able to get these great teachers, and uh, you are making good use of that. Again, to find out more, fairhavenbaptist.blogspot.com or 214-886-0554. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. Have a nice week weekend, and don't forget, tomorrow, 1230 on the Criswell Radio Network, The Secret Exposed. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.